Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. I want to welcome you guys to part two, Life Lessons from the Last Dance. Uh, if you've been living on the rock or you just don't like sports, um, The Last Dance is a 10-part documentary that chronicles the life of Michael Jordan, um, his his career, and primarily on this last championship that he won with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, once again, joined by a dear friend of mine, Irvin. Uh, he was also uh, one of the groomsmen at my wedding, and we had many basketball mm-hmm. battles. And um, this is real people, real talk. And I'm just going to say that I won most of them. You know? I'm just going to put it out there. Irvin, what you do? <laughs> Hey, I ain't gonna disagree with you, man. You did. You uh, you did, um, man. But you know, I'm thankful for those battles, man. Really pushed me to get better, um, you know, and the competitiveness in me really pushed me to adjust my game. Because used to, I could just, you know, um, win based on being a better athlete than the person I'm playing with. But you knew the game, you studied the game, and you know, bro, real talk pushed me to be better, man. And a lot of that came through, you know, taking humbling defeats. And so, uh, you know, I'll admit that now, but that's the only time probably I'll ever admit it is this time here. But <laughs> <laughs> and just a full disclosure, I moved from New Orleans at the right time to to go to Houston and be a pastor here because um, when I was moving, um, Irv developed into a much better player. He was already <laughs> athletic. He was super fast. But once he added that that speed of getting well, – he already had the speed to get to the basket whenever he wanted. I just didn't have the speed. But once he developed that three – I feel like uh, I might need to go ahead and move to Texas and take the next job. So I'm just going to keep it real with that. But oh, Irv, let, me, let me ask you this, man. What's what's uh, one thing or two things? What's something that you learned during this time of sheltering at home and working uh, remotely as for those that maybe listen to this is it's May 24th and we're still in the middle of this COVID season. So um, Irv, what's one thing that you've learned during this time? Yeah, man, that's a good question, Paul. Uh, man, there's been several things I've learned, but I, I think uh, in this season, I mean, it's kind of allowed me to slow down just a little bit. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, blessing, there, you know, been blessings in being able to be sheltered at home. Now, you know, just full disclosure, where I am in Tennessee, you know, we're, we're kind of one of the few states that are kind of ahead of the curve. We, we didn't have many cases here in Clarksville. So we've, we've started to open up here the last few weeks. Uh, and so, you know, been back at work for a little bit. But while I was here, man, I, I uh, being able to, to really slow down, man, um, you know, have more of an extended time, you know, quiet time with God, um, you know, and, and really um, be slowed down. You know, the hustle and bustle of life, man, especially working, you know, us being in ministry, uh, man, it can really uh, wear you out, you know, yeah. and get to a point where you burn out. And so for me, you know, it was a, it was a blessing just to, be able to slow down, uh, spend extended time with the Lord, and uh, and really, you know, we still I still worked, but it was at a slower pace, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. That's that's real. Um, I'm I'm right there with you, just trying to see the silver lining in this. I've enjoyed just a slower pace and mm-hmm. just learning to do different things and not having such a crowded schedule. But guys, we're going to get right back into it. We're going to continue this conversation that combines sports culture and wisdom um last episode we talked about leadership greatness uh, fatherhood we also talked about shooting your shot and knowing your role 
If you haven't listened to part one, I encourage you to do so. So we're going to pick back up at life lesson number eight. Relationships matter. What you think about that, Irv? Man, uh, whew, relationships are key. Um, you know, they're they're pivotal. I believe this to be true, Paul. I think we see it. God uh, did not intend for uh, for us as human beings to to live life alone. Um, you know, whether that be in a marital relationship um, or you know our single folks, you know, that be a platonic or just a friendship. You know, with other people, community with other people. We were made to be in community. Uh, matter of fact, God is communal in nature. You know, He's three. You know, yet one. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, the the call for us, man. We, we need people in our life. We need relationships, and, yeah. and so they're they're vital, man. They're vital to our personal growth uh, as people. They're vital to you know us uh, continuing to excel, right? You know, folks that that are around us that are good cheerleaders, man. That really build us up. Um, you know, push us in the right direction. And so, man, I, I think, man, relationships are absolutely vital to our life. We we need them. We need them. Yep. You, you're right. We really do um, need relationships. And we see this even now going through um, Corona, this coronavirus, that people are really missing um, community, community and being in touch. Uh, we, I, I love Zoom. I love FaceTime, but I miss ex- actually being around people, seeing them face to face and just hanging in handshakes and hugs. I really do miss that. But as it relates to relationships, one thing that Irv and I both saw in the, in this documentary was mentorship. Mm. Um, Phil Jackson was a mentor and a coach to, to Michael Jordan. And I want to ask you, who is your Phil Jackson? You're trying to be Jordan. You're trying to win a championship, but you can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Who is your Phil Jackson? Who is that person that you have invited into your life um, to mentor you, to speak truth to you, um, to hold you accountable and to encourage you? I like to say it like this. I forgot who said it first, but you are the CEO of your life. So you need to hire and fire as necessary mm. because your circle of friends, they will either push you to greatness or they will hold you back in mediocrity. Friends, the Bible tells us in Proverbs, where there is no guidance, a people fall. But in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Michael Jordan had a circle. I think about he had a trainer, had an agent. He had parents. It was his mom and his agent that was uh, pivotal, right? And then in that Nike deal, just look back at that. What if he would have went with Reebok and didn't even go and have that conversation with Nike? We wouldn't know. We probably wouldn't know Michael Jordan as the billionaire. And then mm. another thing, just want to talk about relationships and as it relates to basketball and as it relates to life, there's different seasons. So there's like seasonal relationships. Um, during this time, me and my wife, we watched the movie Interstellar. And one of the quotes in there was, in order to move forward, you have to leave something behind. Mm, and I, and I just, and that is good, man. I want to add to that. Sometimes in order to move forward, you have to leave someone behind. Oh, he had yep. a great coach in Doug Collins. Like Doug Collins, he listed out Michael Jordan's resume. He uh, won the scoring title. He was MVP of the league. He was MVP of the All-Star game. But Doug didn't get him over the hump. Mm. His best friend on the team was Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley. But the coaches and the GM, they didn't think he was getting the job done. and They needed something else in that season. So they had to bring in somebody else. And so he went from Doug Collins to Phil Jackson. As we talked about a few moments ago, who's your Phil Jackson? Who was your mentor? And with Phil, 
Well, let me back up to, to Doug. Doug allowed MJ to do whatever he want and for it to be the MJ show. But Phil Jackson, he came in with structure. He came in mm. with the system. He came in what we and him and I'm Tex Winter, what we know as a triangle offense. And when Jordan submitted to that leadership, when he submitted to his mentor, man, it unlocked the greatness, um, a deeper greatness in Michael Jordan that led him to unlock the greatness in his teammates. So we, we saw um, in the last dance that relationships matter. So mm. who was your Phil Jackson? Another life lesson that we saw, life lesson number nine, is just dealing with pride. Man, I want to encourage you out there to watch out for pride. Keep your ego in check. And God arrest his soul, but Jerry Krause, man, Jerry Krause and his ego. What type of general manager tells a coach, you can go 82 and 0 and you still won't have a job? That is crazy, Paul. I still, I still can't get over that, man. I still can't get over that. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Are you good? Yeah, I was going to say, I, 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 I mean, Phil Jackson, Jordan, Pippen, all, all these guys, they, they won five championships, right? Established him, you know, established the Bulls as a dynasty. And yet because of Krause's ego, right, it got so inflated to a point where he said, it doesn't matter how far you go, Phil. Man, we ain't bringing you back because, listen, you know, you've, you've taken too much credit. I need the credit. And listen, you know, like like, uh, like we've heard it said before, man, we literally saw what the proverb says, that pride goes before destruction. And we saw the Bulls dynasty crumble right then and there because of the pride of a few other folks. Uh, and so, man, we, we – as people, we've got to be real. We've got to understand this reality that, man, um, you've got to check your ego at the door. And, Paul, it's easy for us, you know, and what we do as ministers, man, as pastors, man, to really let let our ego get inflated, if you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. You know, we get a chance to preach on weekly on a big stage. We get a chance to hear people encourage us, you know. Um, and if we're not careful, instead of t- returning that praise back to God, who deserves it by the way mm-hmm. um you know we can just let it kind of sit with us and think man we we good we good and man before we know it man we we uh you know we're, we're gonna crumble too and so i think that's a good word man i think we see that in the life of kraus and the bulls we have got to uh to to check our ego right and and uh and stay humble you know with accomplishments uh in our life right Bro, it's so true, man. Uh, that's a constant prayer for myself as the Lord will help me to stay humble and to walk in, humi- in humility. I work at a mega church here in Houston, Texas, and have a chance to, um, to preach at some of the services, um, like the chapel services. And you, you'll you be there um, behind the pulpit and people affirm you afterwards saying you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy just to allow your ego to get in the way. So that's one of my prayers is, Lord, help me to stay humble because pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. Like even when I said that, the fact that Coach Phil, to go 82 and 0 and still not have a job. So you're saying you could be perfect at your job and still miss out on a job. Mm-hmm. This man wanted more credit. Um, the infamous quote is that organizations win championships. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. MJ had to get them back in his uh, Hall of Fame speech. Right. Like, organizations, they build teams. And then those teams go out and win championships. So his pride ultimately led to a premature and anticlimactic end to arguably mm-hmm. the greatest dynasty That's in right. basketball. So 
as you guys know, this is real people, real talk. So Irv, I got to ask you, has pride ever caused you um, to miss out on anything? Yeah, man, it has, um, uh, you know, uh, as I kind of think through, you know, some, some specific thoughts, I, I, uh, you know, I think the biggest one, you know, perhaps were some, um, you know, a potential relationship with, uh, with a gal. I mean, we, we were actually, I mean, talking for a little while and, um, you know, I, I think just kind of long story short, it was a long distance deal. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of feeling myself at that point in time, you know, here I am, I'm ministering this and that. Well, there was another girl that was closer that was here, you know? Um, and so I, th- I said, man, let me just end it, the long distance thing with that other girl and date this girl. Cause man, she's more, more attractive, all this stuff. And really at the end of the day, it was pride. I didn't even really think, you know, of anything else besides the fact of, man, I deserve this. I'm Irvin Wasso. Mm. I deserve to have somebody close, you know, and, uh, and really mess things up, you know, uh, in a negative, <laughs> in a negative way. It ended badly. You know, the girl here, uh, <clears throat> close to me as well as the girl that's, that's distant. And so perhaps missed out on a, you know, um, very fruitful relationship, um, because, you know, my pride getting in the way. Mm. So, um, I was going to say one more thing, though, regarding that that pride, you know, thought there, Paul. Um, you know, Jerry Krause was a great GM. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Krause was gifted, and he did a great job in building the, the organization. Um, but what happened was, again, his, uh, his ego got too inflated because he kind of forgot where he came from, right? He forgot the, the humble beginnings. Um, he didn't know his role. He didn't know his role at the end of the day. That's right. And I think for us, we've got to realize, listen, you know, there, there's a difference between uh, humility and false humility. And obviously you, you say, duh, that, that's real. You know, th- there's this thought that, man, we got to walk in this woe is me mentality, this defeated, you know, mentality, man, you know, oh, man, you know, this, this and this. I can't do anything, you know, man, all this stuff. No, God has given you gifts. He's given you passions. He's yeah. given you abilities. Right. And he's given uh, you know, you leadership acumen, he's given you influence where he has you. Uh, and so listen, use those things. But at the end of the day, remember to give glory and praise back to him, redirect yeah, that most praise definitely. and honor back to him. You know, don't, don't fall into this thought of, man, I can't do nothing right. Because I don't want to fall into pride. No, man, no, continue to, to excel as God continues to move and work in your life um, and continue to be used by him. But remember to always redirect the praise, you know, back to him so i just wanted to add that in there nah, man, i'm glad you did man but i i, I kind of asked you to share your dirty laundry so i i got to share mine man pride mm-hmm. has hurt me and um in friendships but outside of the friendship part pride cost me a championship uh a basketball championship intramurals at new orleans baptist theological seminary um <laughs> we knew this guy shout out to my boy um zay oh, he was yeah. uh man one, probably the best player <laughs> At the seminary. Yeah. And after he had his team, I think he had already had his team assembled, but he had asked me that I want to be on his team. And I can't remember was it my pride because I feel like he asked me too late or it was nonchalant. I can't remember my reason why. It probably was just pride. I was like, nah, bro, I want to play with you. I want to beat you. Mm-hmm. So part of that was just competitiveness, but the other part was pride. And I kind of right. look back on that and wish I would have joined in with them and beat these other guys that was uh, thought they was good. But we're going to digress from that. Right, right. Hey, I'm still hurting, <laughs> still hurting from that, man. Yep. Man, that was yep. tough in the championship <laughs> game. It's crazy that we remember losing uh, the championship game at NOBTS. Uh, well, I lost one uh, championship in Irv, uh, won one when I left. 
But just the fact that we can remember those plays, how much more makes mm-hmm. me feel sorry for Carl Malone, mm-hmm. I Reggie know. Miller, That's real. Charles Barkley. Being like that. so close. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's tough, man. That's, that's, that's key move. I'm getting to my feelings, man. Life yeah. lesson. <laughs> man, life lesson number 10. And the last thing that we want to say to you as it relates to life lessons from the last dance is only Jesus satisfies. Come on. Or speak to that. Yes, sir. Hey, only Jesus has. Uh, you, you've probably heard me talk a lot about the Lord, uh, man, because listen, um, man, he, he's the most important thing in my life, most important thing in Paul's life, more important than a documentary. And whenever we talk about only Jesus satisfying, the Bible talks about this in, uh, in Psalm 107.9 uh, says this, that the Lord, he satisfies the thirsty soul and fills the hungry with good things. And so the reality of that verse is this. Man, you can you can be a billionaire like Michael. You can have six rings like Michael, but still be left wanting more. If you don't remember at the end of the documentary, man, Paul or, uh, you know, MJ was, um, you know, highlighting just the regrets, right, of not being able to try for a seventh. I remember sitting there thinking, man, I see that competitiveness in there, but it goes a lot deeper than that. MJ's the king of the world almost at this point, man. He right. he is he he's got he's a billionaire. He he's got six rings. He's known as the greatest of all time. He doesn't need to add to his resume. But That's there's real. this longing for something more. And listen, friend, if you're if you're listening in here today, at the end of the day, man, more than anything, obviously we want you to take some of these life lessons we're teaching, but but we want you to cap- capture this most important one, man. That that Jesus alone satisfy, man. Put your faith and trust in him, you know, and make him Lord of your life. And so. Yes, that's good, man. And even apart from Michael Jordan, um, similarly, Tom Brady, this was mm-hmm. back in one of his interviews, I think it was probably 2005. Mm-hmm. He had already won three Super Bowl rings and he was getting interviewed. And he, was, he said this phrase, there has to be more than this. Mm-hmm. Here he is at the age of 27, three Super Bowls, like you're on top of the world. And he still says there has to be something more than this. And I just wow. want to echo that what, what Irv said. We're not here to force our beliefs on you, but we do want to tell you about a person about um named Jesus. Yes. The Bible says to old taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, if you try him, I guarantee you that he won't fail you. That's right. Only Jesus will fulfill you and truly satisfy you. Um, not a relationship, not sex, not money, not accomplishment. Only Jesus can fulfill and satisfy you. Because, friends, there's, there's a God-shaped hole on the inside of us. Nothing else can fill but God. And I want to I say, say one more thing to you before we transition, that if you have everything but Jesus, you have nothing. Wow. But if you got nothing but Jesus, you have everything. And choosing to serve Jesus is really the most important decision that you can make. Studies show that we live... Um, to be 70 years old, we'll make almost a billion choices in our lifetime. And that choice to follow Jesus is the most important choice that you can ever make because it impacts now and That's later. Right. So those are our 10 lessons, um, 10 life lessons from um, the documentary, man, The Last Dance. But we got a little bit more for you. This is Come our on. fun, this is our yes, fun section. Um, it's our bias section. We yes, want to base it on numbers and base it on research. Uh-huh. And so uh, we just want to have two bits of a conversation. The first bit is um, the Mount Rushmore of NBA basketball. Everyone want to go first? Want me to go to first? Yeah, uh, shoot. You go ahead and go first, Paul. I want to hear yours. Okay, then. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll go after you. Um, 
man, I got to put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on there. Oh, yeah. This man, he doesn't get a lot of love um, or a lot of credit, probably just because people say he wasn't really that friendly with the the media, didn't talk to them as much, and he didn't have like the big mar- marketing campaign that MJ had. But when you look at his body of work, body of work as it relates to a basketball career that spans in high school and college and the NBA, he literally won on every level. Uh, I believe it was three championships in college and probably would have won four, but they didn't allow mm-hmm. freshmen to play. Right. He, he was great. He has six rings, just like MJ. He has six MVPs. He still has the most points. LeBron is knocking on that door, but mm-hmm. um, he still has the most points. Um, a record of 19 all-star selections. Insane. Played 20 years and was an all-star 19 out of 20 times. Um, mm, he holds the record for, yes, he holds the record for 15 all-NBA um selections and that's a tie with tim duncan kobe and and lbj so kareem is definitely on that list um will this man is a statistical phenomenon his average as a career 30 points and 23 rebounds this man literally averaged 50 50 points for a season we go crazy, crazy when we see mj you know score 63 kobe when he scored 81 um, James Harden when he scored a 60-point triple-double, but this man averaged 50 points. That's correct. That is insane. I don't care who you playing. Averaging 50 mm-hmm. points is a feat. Then, of course, we know he scored 100 points in one game, and the dude was just in, in such great shape. One year, he averaged about 48.5 minutes a game. It's 48 minutes in a game, but he played overtime, played every minute. I do feel like he left some stuff on the table. Um, he has two rings. Kelvin right. and Bill Russell and the legendary Celtic dynasty. Um, he does have four MVPs and I feel like he left the game, left the game early uh, documentary and some articles I read about him. He got tired of, you know, people just beating up on him, just pick, kind of picking on him and fouling him super hard. The dude was so, and I, I'll move on after this, but the suit, the dude was so athletic. Yeah. He was offered an NBA contract at the age of 50. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That is yeah. insane. Yeah. And, um, of course, you got to have LeBron on there. Yes, sir. Man, three rings, four MVPs. And even beyond that, and I looked at this stat. This is crazy. He has the potential to leave the game with a triple-double as a career. And this is what I mean. He can get to 40,000 points for a career. He's pretty close already. Mm-hmm. He can get to 10,000 assists. He's has over 9,000 already. And he can right. get to 10,000 rebounds for a, mm-hmm. once again, for a body of work in the NBA, you know, rings aside for a minute, MVPs aside, but to leave the game with 40,000 points, crazy, 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds. He has to be on that list. And last, but the greatest, <laughs> we'll save that conversation, but yeah, he has to be on on this list. Michael Jordan, right, right. Yeah, I, I can't say anything that you don't already know if you watch mm-hmm. the documentary. But he has six rings, five MVPs, five MVPs. He dominated. Um, this man has so much clout that in yeah. his documentary, he had two presidents to sit down and contribute to his documentary. President right. may have Barack Obama. Um, yeah, President Clinton. Man, how much clout you got to have to have two presidents to be involved with your documentary and even just kind of off the court just with his money, just uh, economic empowerment. And he always 
you know, he, he's giving and to reach that billionaire status and to be an owner and really represent for the minorities in the NBA. Right. So right. Michael Jordan has to be on there. So, oh, yeah. That's, sure. that, that's my list, man. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, and Wilt. And um, Irv is going to share his and then we're going to talk about some of the people that got left off. Right, right. Man, that's a great list. Hard to argue with that. Um, you know, my list, you know, uh, goes as follows. Um, man, I got to have MJ on there. Um, enough said about him. Uh, all that you mentioned was, um, is, is key. Uh, you know, really uh, made, made the NBA global uh, in nature as well, which yeah. is big, really changed the, you know, the, that game from that standpoint. So he's on there. Uh, Got to have my boy LeBron James. Um, you know, he. Uh, uh, I love how one commentator said he he made the the league mobile uh, before. Uh, you know, LeBron's big move, which everybody criticized, even though I mean, worst thing he did was raise five million for charity. That's neither here nor there with the decision. Um, you know, he, uh, he. I mean, made mobility more of an option. Um, you know, so the guys, you know, of yesteryear, like Mitch Richmond and some of these all time greats who were stuck on bad teams. Wow. Right. He made that less of, uh, you know, of a reality. So That's adding right. on to kind of what you said there with that. Um, and then, of course, you got to have Kareem on there. <clears throat> the hook shot, the unstoppable shot that he had there. All the accolades. Uh, man, this dude was a winner. Seemed like coming out the womb, man. Mm. I mean, just on every level, like you mentioned, and uh, I mean, just a um, uh, an icon, you know. But the but the fourth person, I think this is where we disagree, uh, okay. Man. And there's a lot of lot of folks you can put here, um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of debate, a lot of conversation here. But um, but man, I I think I've got to put on. This is what I do, you know. This may be cheating, but. Um, I would probably get whoever's sculpting it to to have half a face of uh, Larry Bird and half a face of Magic Johnson on there. Um, and, and here's why those two guys basically saved the league. Um, at the time when they were coming about, the league was, was squandering. It was not in good shape. But, you know, these guys coming in the NBA at about the same time really brought energy. That rivalry, you know, the Lakers-Celtics rivalry obviously wasn't just them, but they were the leaders of those great teams. And man, just their greatness. Um, they were they were both phenomenal, um, and and they just were on the same uh, <clears throat> same path, if you will. Obviously, Magic ended up getting the best of of them, right? Uh, and his great team, but but they, I, I would put them on there. Um, obviously, Wilt was dominant, and great, but but from um, the standpoint, I, I don't know if basketball, um, the NBA is is the same without them. Um, That's they're, real they're coming in at, at the same time, so. So that would be my Mount Rushmore. I know I kind of cheated there at the end, but but uh, yeah, I'd have a bird and magic face um, there to it um, as, as my last my last uh, person on there, people on there. That's a perfect way. In, I know you may say it's like cheating, but whenever you hear bird, you hear magic. You hear mm-hmm. magic, you hear bird. Like they are right. linked throughout history. Right. And even though like their stats aren't greater uh, than Will, but just I feel like their greatness was. Yeah, to do it at a smaller size. So that was really tough for me to leave them off. Mm. But I would do the like the half face with them, too. But two other people that I, I have to mention on the Mount, they didn't make my personal Mount Rushmore. With Mount Rushmore and with who's the GOAT, a lot of this is based on um, fact and stats, but also just right. based on preference and bias. And 
who did you see play when you fell in love with the game? And so a lot of that takes place. Wow. I never saw Kareem or Will, but I did my research, so that's why they made mine. But mm-hmm. it's, I don't know what to do with Bill Russell, this man, yeah. with all the rings that he have and would not not stop, but would limit um, Wilts whenever they face each other. And he was just the ultimate winner. So it's really hard to leave him off, but then it was only 17 teams back then. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't know what to do with that. Then it's it's hard leaving Kobe off because yeah. Kobe is really R.I.P. <clears throat> yeah, it's rest in peace to Kobe, man. Um, it's hard to leave him off. He was he was great as well. He was another Michael Jordan. Yeah, made it to the finals one more time. Just went went five and two. So mm-hmm. um, Kobe and Bill, it was hard to leave them off. But those are Mount Rushmore. Mine was M.J., LeBron, and Kareem. Irv and I both agreed on that. Then I went with Wilt, and he went with uh, Bird and Magic. But pick your poison, man. You can't go wrong. Right, right. Um, last thing that we want to say, and we won't argue too long on this, but <laughs> um, we we disagree with this. But the GOAT conversation, once again, sometimes it comes down to, to preference and uh, what's the criteria. But I really believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And I'll I'll be honest, when you look at the perspective and you look at um, history and and context, he came right. He came at the right time. He did. He, I got to keep it 100. He didn't have to face. Well, he was towards the end of magic and birds career and Isaiah. So if you would have came in in that class, they probably would all just taken turns beating up on each other. Maybe. But he just had just something dominant. And to be honest with y'all, his documentary just inspired me to be great at what I do. Uh, I just started podcasting, but I want to be the best podcaster that I can be. Right. Uh, I'm a young adult pastor. I want to be the best pastor that I can be. It really inspired me to be great. And I hope that this conversation inspires you to be great at what you do. But for me, the GOAT is the GOAT is MJ, man. Mm-hmm. Er, who's your <coughs> GOAT? Right. Hey, so again, um, you know, at the end of the day, let me preface, we can, we can pick and choose, um, you know, pick your poison on this. Some folks would even say that's heresy. Um, that's blasphemous. You know, um, I mean, they have MJ as the undisputed goat, but for me, um, you know, my, uh, my thought has changed uh, over time and it changed, um, after the 2016 finals. Uh, and so, man, I, I am a big, uh, LeBron James supporter, um, you know, team LeBron as the goat and, uh, and man, there, there are several variables that um, that that take place here. I, I uh, whenever we talk about goat, uh, you've got the camp that says, "All right, it's all about championships." You know, championships got to be first. And okay, that that's a correct measure to take. That's fine. Well, then you know, Bill Russell's got to be your goat thing because he's got more championships than fingers. Um, you know, other folks use the whole, you know, man, just the. You know, killer wheel. That's why MJ's the GOAT. You know, the killer mentality, the killer wheel, you know. And I'm thinking, okay, based on personality, all right, you know, that's great and good. But for me, how I see it, the best player I've ever seen, all-around player, has everything. I mean, the whole package can can do it all. And and that man is LeBron James. That's that's why I got him, you know, as my uh, as my GOAT. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I just, oh, there's so many things I could say, but uh, but I, I will leave it at that and turn it over to Paul uh, on that. So I'm Team LeBron all the way, baby. Team LeBron. Man, before we conclude the GOAT conversation, I like LeBron is part of, you know, my generation that I grew up 
watching and you know i root for him i want him to win another one it's hard to argue with going to, um what was it, eight straight finals a total total mm-hmm. of nine eight straight yeah um but the fact that he got swept in the finals um the fact that he scored what eight or seven points eight points yeah yeah eight points in the finals against the one all-star team of dirt i can't remember jk was an all-star at the at that time but mm-hmm. It's just hard to give him that GOAT title when he did that. And MJ, he didn't he didn't get to I'll admit he didn't get to as many finals as LeBron did, but and this is you know the ultimate argument. You you probably heard this before if you keep up with this with this GOAT debate, but he went six and oh. He was undefeated on the largest stage. And it was something to see when they won the last championship in ninety eight. He was hugging Phil Jackson and he said, I believe. I never stopped believing. Phil Jackson said, Can you believe it? Like he was almost in shock, and MJ was like, "I believe, I always had faith, even when times got tough. I knew I was going to, I knew that we was going to win." Mm-hmm. And so he was just, just, um, man, he is greatness personified. So I know I said one more thing. I, Irv, you want the last word on the go? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me go ahead and give, give you the last word on this. You know, um, yeah. I mean, LeBron in twenty eleven against my Mavericks. I'm actually from Dallas. If you listen to the last podcast. I was happy, man. My Mavericks won a title. You know, he, he struggled there, um, you know, but a lot of things that folks don't like to mention or they like to sweep it under the rug. LeBron may have gotten swept in the finals, but he, he got swept by perhaps the greatest team ever assembled, uh, a Golden State Warriors team that I think would wipe the floor with any of the teams that Jordan played in the finals. Yeah, uh, swept by Duncan K- too, but, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, swept another, by Duncan too. He did, you know. he did, yeah. And another great Spurs team. And, uh, you know, that time he got swept by the Spurs, you know, he had uh, himself two mop buckets, a broom, and uh, and my little cousin as his starting five. <laughs> um, so, But I won't go there. I don't want to dismiss the Cavs. I mean, they were, you know, I mean, he, he did a great job with that. Yeah, he only yeah. averaged 22 points, but, you know, I digress. <laughs> but here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, um, LeBron, what everything that he can do um, on the court, uh, how he he is able to. I mean, literally, how oh, you need him to score forty, he'll he'll do it. Oh, you you need him absolutely. I mean, to average a triple double, what you needed to do in order to, you know, to uh, take care of business in the finals against the Warriors. That alongside with you know slaying, um, you know, dynasties en route, you know, to those finals. Yes, he lost a few. But uh, man, it, it's hard to really, um, uh, it's hard, hard to really look, you know, look past that. And I'll add this too to all my MJ supporters. You know, like I said, LeBron might have gotten swept in the finals, but man, at least he got there. Man, Jordan was getting swept in the first round uh, multiple occasions. Here you go and, with that. Oh, he can say it's with you know. Oh, he played the Celtics. Well, he's the goat. He should, you know, he should have been able to get there and beat the Celtics in their prime. But I, but I digress with that. I digress with that. Um, you know, it took it took them getting a, a top fifty all time player and Scottie Pippen for him to, you know, keep. Uh, I mean, to to achieve success, just like it took LeBron moving to Miami. But by the way, he did get to the finals by himself. So um, anyway, that's that's what that's all I got. You know, we could probably talk for a couple hours about this. We already have, as a matter of fact. Okay, but uh, I mean, LeBron, I I can dig that. I mean, well, what's the difference when you're when you lose to the champion, whether you lose to them in the finals because you play in a different conference or lose to them in the first round, like 
Larry Bird has to had to do against Jordan. I feel like Jordan was probably the better player on the court, but he doesn't have the better team. LeBron, he got to have at least two all-stars to get anywhere. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep it real and try not to be as biased, but I don't count his loss against – or his losses against Durant and the Warriors. That's just – that's unfair. It's like uh, Magic and Kareem um, adding Bird. That's just not fair, so I don't fault that against him. But once again – we're not going to bore you with this because <laughs> right. it's, it's, right. it's definitely not boring to us. But if you're a fan yeah. of the game, uh, right. you will love this. But we are going to have this conversation again when LeBron, um, when his career is over, because the man That's is so right. good, he's already he, being in the GOAT conversation. And he's not even done. That's right. He's still writing his story, man, which is even greater. Which, by the way, I don't know if you heard, Paul, man, NBA, they just announced it. NBA coming back in July. Um, in Orlando, man. they're gonna be playing in Orlando at Disney World. So that's that's wild, yeah. man. Yes, sir. I am a last thing for real. I am an avid MJ fan. But if LeBron finishes career with forty thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, ten thousand assists, and another ring or two, ah, we we're gonna be gonna a be whole tough. different conversation, man. Yeah, you better believe he, he's gonna repeat too. We're gonna come back. He's gonna win this year and next year. And so that's going to be five, and uh, he's going to finish top ten in points, rebounds, and assists. But but I digress. I need to stop cutting you off. Sorry. No, you good, excited. bro. We hey, this is a good, <laughs> this is a good conversation. May talk, we may talk more offline. But right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed these ten life lessons from the from the last dance and our Mount Rushmore conversation and the greatest of all time conversation. Thank you so much, um, Er, for joining this podcast, just dropping some wisdom and dropping some knowledge on us. I, I'm so excited. Our next conversation will feature an open and honest conversation about mm. the concept of self-care. So you do not want to miss that. And I just want to shout out my brother-in-law, man. If you love shoes and you consider yourself a sneakerhead and you want to know where to find shoes, when the shoes come out, you want to know about the prices, go follow my bro, Oliver, man. He, he just started his YouTube page called My Kicks Sick. And let me spell that out for you. M Y. K-I-K-S space S-I-K my kick sick and so if you like I say if you're a sneakerhead you would love his YouTube page so this has been Real People Real Talk go be great go be great <laughs>